All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We have a very special guest for this week's episode. We are talking to the wonderful Dr. Pinkie Pie and Nurse Fiona from the Dr. F. Dr. Nurse F. F show. Dr. Nurse F. Show. I always mess it up. Sorry about that, ladies. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Nurse Fuckery Show. Yeah. <laughs> and these are two of my personal favorite podcasters. They let people know what the real deal is and that's why I asked yeah. them to come on so we could get to the bottom of this coronavirus bullshit without all the politics. We don't Agreed. fuck around, man. Yeah, we really don't <laughs> fuck around. We'll tell you straight up. Yep. Yep. No bullshitting. Well, thank, thank you all so much for coming on and joining us. Uh, if you kind of want to just let people know who you are real quick and a little bit about your background. All right, sweet. You go first, Fiona. Alrighty. I am a registered nurse. I won't say where I am because we're not ready to go there yet. We're incognito. We're incognito. But um, I've been in a couple of different areas of healthcare. Cardiology, home care health, uh, home health, home care, Jesus Christ. Home health care, <laughs> hospice, emergency medicine, which I'm not official, but I've been like a, I don't know. I've been, I've been playing, playing the part for the last almost two years. Mm-hmm. And then dabbling in other departments just just to help out because that's what I like to do. Yeah. Because I'm a greedy bastard. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm helpful, but I've been doing it. Um, let's see, I graduated from uh, school in 2006 and got licensed in 2007. So oh, that's that's me. That's me. I've learned a lot over the last, you know, uh, uh, whatever fucking years, you know, do the math. And yeah, um, those, those years. Well, you know, you see a lot in, in that amount of time. People have a lot of uh, a lot of problems that they don't care to fix, but they want to fix it by us. <laughs> and he's got the Rona cough going again. Yeah, <laughs> and this is absolutely not any kind of exception. This is this is this whole thing is crazy. We've okay. been we've been bogged down big time, hardcore, um, and especially like I've been um, concentrating most of my time down in the emergency room. Well, almost all of my time down in the emergency room since this has been going on. So that's kind of where I'm at, and I will. Oh, she's over. looking at me. I'll hand it over to <laughs> I Dr. Think that, Pinkie Pie. I think that means it's my turn. It's your turn. Okay, get it. I am Dr. Pinkie Pie. That's me. Professional. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, obviously that's not my real name, but whatever, we'll go with it. So I am a physician. I graduated from medical school in 2012. It's no secret. I don't hide where I went to med school. I went to medical school at Michigan State University and I have a, let's see, what am I? I'm a family doctor Mm -hmm. by trade, family medicine, but I have been focusing on hospitalist medicine and critical care for probably the last four years Mm -hmm. and I enjoy it immensely. So pretty much I'm getting hit right right in the, right in the gullet with yeah. this coronavirus thing because yeah. it's pretty much what I do. So intensivist uh-huh. care. So yeah. yeah, because the hospital we work at has an open critical care unit, which means and I'm a night shift physician. So I'm the only doctor running six floors of a hospital with three critical care units all by myself on nights. <laughs> so yep, yep, I know how it goes. Yep. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Well thank yeah. you all so much. Um so we'll we'll dive kind of right into it with this. We'll call it what it is—a shit show of uh, oh, response of this coronavirus. What 
what is the truth with the testing? I mean, everything you turn on, oh, I can you totally see, oh, we're one. gonna have 500 tests available. Bullshit. Do 2,000. I go to the doctors and they say we have 70 for the whole state of Alaska. It's straight up bullshit. Let me just tell you right now, I, I can't tell you how many tests are available. I don't know because they don't tell us doctors any of that. You know, why would they tell us, you know, like it matters to us or anything. <laughs> but I will tell you this right now. The, the way the CDC has the guidelines set up as to who gets tested and when, if it's kind of bullshit. So you can be co-infected with multiple infections at the same time. You don't, it's not like they're mutually exclusive. Okay. You can have flu and coronavirus at the same time. Who fucking knew, Mm -hmm. but you know what you can. So the way the CDC testing is currently set up is that you're swabbed in the hospital. Now I, I can't go from ER because I don't do ER, not, but you're not swabbed in you're, ER necessarily. No. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second, <laughs> but inpatient medicine, if I have you in the hospital and I suspect coronavirus, I am going to put you in all the precautions for pr- coronavirus, but then I'm going to swab you. The first thing the lab does is check for influenza. And if you're between the ages or if you're younger than 18 or greater than 60, you are tested for RSV as well. If either one of those tests come back positive, everything stops. Everything stops. They don't test for Corona. They don't test for anything. It just says, nope, that's it. Because the treatment is the same. It's all supportive. So they don't test. Now, if those come back negative, be it because the nurse did a shitty swab and didn't get the right, you know, if they don't do a nasal pharyngeal swab correctly, dig back real far, people. Exactly. Then the testing could come back as a false negative, whatever. So if it comes back negative, then the nurse has to call the local health department and then they have to give you like a person of interest, number. you know, number and all this crap. And then they talk and decide whether or not to test. Now, all this bureaucratic bullshit happens behind the scenes. And this could be two or three days. So, I mean, it's, it's not <laughs> lots of people. There's the Corona right there. Yep. There's, there's lots of people that we're seeing in the hospital that we suspect are true. Like you, like you were saying, you weren't necessarily tested, but they're calling you a confirmed positive just based on your symptoms. Yeah. I was suspected confirmed. Yeah. There and you see, go. That's been my biggest problem is, you know, I, I watched the headlines. They're like, we have, 26 cases in Alaska. I'm like, how many people are suspected confirmed though? Let's, let's well, see, but that's the thing. But that's the thing is that there's lots and lots and lots and lots. But the thing is, is that your symptoms are so minor. I mean, it's not necessarily to you. They don't feel minor, but in the grand <laughs> scheme of what I see on a daily basis, those are minor symptoms. You know, I'm dealing with a patient whose oxygen levels are in the 60s, okay? So, like, for me, when I'm seeing a patient who comes in who's coughing and it sucks and they feel like crap, but they're oxygenating at, like, 94% and their respirations are, like, not in the 50s, I'm a happy camper. So, I mean, I'm dealing with the sickest of the sickest of the sick. So from my perspective, I mean, testing I won't, somebody. I won't whine anymore about mine. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying, you know, yeah, like no. the, the treatment for you versus the treatment with the guy with an oxygenate who's oxygenating in the 60s is very different. So, but, you know, someone, someone like you, it won't make any difference. So if I test you, okay, so let's say I, 
I determine that you are truly a corona positive, what difference does it make? It changes nothing in the scheme of, of the, the grand scheme of things. I'm still going to treat you exactly the same. So why spend the money on the test? That is, that's the underlying thing here. That's, that, you the, know, that's I, their logic. That is the know, logic. That is the logic. However, that makes the numbers skewed. It skews the numbers. It makes the disease look more deadly than it is because the ones that are getting tested are those guys with who are oxygenating in the 60s. So then the, the guys like you who are feeling like shit, but, you know, not dying, then those numbers don't get counted. Mm-hmm. So it's skewing the whole thing to look way deadlier than it is. So yeah. let, let's kind of dive into numbers. Like, what does those numbers really mean besides the whole stock market crashes in the world <laughs> and tomorrow? But on the medical side, mm-hmm. do those numbers really mean much they don't mean anything they don't mean me. shit because they, they they're not right anyway they're they're skewed they're so skewed it's so they're, early so they're they're basically a media propaganda tool basically yes kind of, yeah yes. they really are the problem is i could be sitting here with coronavirus right now but it's so like like i've had a little cough or something but i but i'm fine otherwise and you maybe know, some diarrhea oh <laughs> yeah because gi symptoms gi symptoms are showing up but it's like, you know, and I'd have thought it like maybe I had some bad fucking seafood or something, you know what I mean? But I have it. They're not testing me. And there's like thousands of other people in my exact position. And none of those people are being tested. We don't suspected positive. We don't. And we might, I mean, we might not even be because, you know, I kind of wonder, do they have like the positives and then the suspected positives? They're not keeping track of but them. But no, because, you know, no. And then there's the people that like have like such mild symptoms, like, um, you wouldn't even assume that they have anything going on because like, it's just a little cough or it's just like a little, just like a little stuffy nose or, or something like that. a little bit like of a sore throat. Just a little bit of a sore throat. Yeah. Just a little bit. Oh, like see, that's little... what mine kind of started just out as. Um, just you do. <laughs> I was working, I was working hella overtime at, at the store and uh-huh. I started having kind of like little difficulty breathing. Didn't think much of it. I'm, I'm a pretty fat guy. So, you know, they're making me run around the store. Oh my god! It's gonna take a little pull. Just make me think of that guy in a little coat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I that don't know why they just life. made me think of that. <laughs> but uh, and then like a day or two later, I woke up, had a sore throat. Uh, lungs were a little bit more on fire. I was like, nah, no, it's fine. And then holy shit, somebody started beating my ass with a shovel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what that sounds like? That Influenza. It sounds like the flu. It sounds like influenza. But, That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah, but it, but it's not. It's, it but could, who, yeah, we, we don't know because they are testing. Could be fucking, you know, goddamn corona, because but, corona. because because you're not getting tested to prove otherwise. And I only drink Dos Equis. I don't drink Corona. <laughs> well, well, unfortunately, there is no Dos Equis virus. <laughs> dos Equis virus. Dos Equis virus. It's Dos Equis, two-time Equis virus. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, for Christ's sake. The Dr. Equis balls. Dr. Equis balls. Have we ever talked? We can't say that. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now, one thing, one thing I did notice is I, I never thought I'd see. You can be in and out of the ER right now in 30 minutes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I actually just, we have to be very careful about anything we say, okay? 
Oh yeah. But I will say, yeah, because we, we go totally anonymous. We, we don't share, even on our podcast, we do not share any, any, not even regional details because we try to stay very much off the radar because we very much have dirty ass mouths and we very much don't want to get fired. So we run our mouths constantly and we say all kinds of stupid shit we shouldn't say. I would say, you know, know there's the ultimate Karen sitting there writing down every detail. Goddamn right. Oh, that fucking Karen can kiss my fucking ass. I'm going to tell your manager. Fuck off. I am the manager. Fuck off, Karen. I am the manager, bitch. Yeah, I literally had somebody very recently oh, oh yeah very recently did we just talk no we didn't talk about it we cut it out because we were afraid it would be too oh maybe yeah we cut it out <laughs> but you can talk about it on his he's in fucking alaska and well, nobody knows us there well I'll, I'll talk, I'll, in regards to like being like short uh length of stay in the er i had somebody that we had him we had that one in and out in 10 minutes for reals yeah that's diagnosis pharyngitis glad i wasn't there that night still went out into the coop uh, so went out into the, uh, the, the so yeah we basically we have a huge beautiful ambulance bay where normally our ambulances come in we got a pretty decent sized er we're a good size hospital. <coughs> like a, i would say like a 400 bed hospital and so we have this big beautiful ambulance bay that's really not that old and pretty much what they did is they converted that to a quarantine yeah so they built like these a whole like overnight they like built cubicles. like these cubicles no, overnight it was like in a couple hours. We, we punched out in the morning. Damn. Yeah. And when we came back that night, it was there. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It was like less, it was like probably less than 12 hours. Yeah. Then. So they built like this, like all these separate little quarantine rooms that are only what, like maybe six by six little rooms. Yeah, maybe that. It, it's, it worked out really great, but they did it inside of the ambulance bay because it's separated by like a, um, like a, a couple negative pressure door. Yes. Negative pressure. Yeah. Yep. Negative pressure rooms or negative pressure doorways, I guess how yeah. you'd explain it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's where we're putting anybody who's suspected unless they're like seriously, like seriously, seriously, seriously Ill. Ill and need to be intubated or whatever. Uh, yeah. Then we have two designated uh, negative pressure rooms in the department are those the trauma rooms are those the negative no. pressure which ones are i'm curious which now. ones are the actual negative pressure rooms c and g really yeah i didn't know that yeah <laughs> oh because the double door on g yeah okay i get it now yeah i've never had to have one down there everyone i've ever because nobody ever goes to negative pressure except for now very rarely i mean we don't get a whole lot of like tuberculosis I mean, we get them, we but get it's it, rare. But we don't get a whole lot. We get a lot of suspected. <laughs> yeah. But the actual, I've, in fact, I've only had, I've only seen one. I've seen more than one. And like actual active yeah. tuberculosis. Yeah. So what, what does this do for the people that are having other medical, well, obviously like, emergencies are going to be emergencies, but people that come in for other problems, like I have chronic kidney stones. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's oh. the biggest thing I am scared to death right now is to throw a kidney stone. I got you. Oh, this epidemic. Yeah, so I got is you. Is that affecting patient care to other? Yes uh, and no. I'll let you cover your part and then I'll cover mine. <laughs> you go first. Yes and no. Because our perspectives are totally different. So. Right, right. Go ahead. So now mind you, I am generally a, fl- I've been, I'm, I'm a floor nurse. Okay. I am a, I'm a telemetry nurse, but I've been functioning down in the emergency room. Like I had, I said, like for almost two years now, extra, like moonlighting, I guess. <laughs> so, um, and, and exclusively now recently. So because you brought that up, that's perfect. Actually, we take in anything that's acutely like out of control. You're not going to be able to handle your symptoms at home. Okay. So for example, 
in the last, I don't know, since this all started, I'll say, we had someone come in who had had some scans done um, outside, ordered by the doctor, and was told to come, and um, that would be admitted. And the diagnosis um, was, there were two diagnoses listed. One was pyelonephritis and uh, urosepsis. And Ooh. which I just kind of want to bite my tongue right now. You know that, right? <laughs> Do you know how bad I want to scream in, like scream? There's no such thing as urosepsis. Well, that's what that thing said. Jeez. Oh, it geez. said urosepsis. So, but we, had, we used, I mean, we used, used to, to could have, would have, we used to use it for hospice. Never get off my but stuff. sepsis anyway. So, because, you know, we have this outside information and, um, generally, unless you have spoken to another provider, you can't always take things at face value. So we bring this person in, we do our own set of labs, we do our own set of tests, we do like all this that, you know, responsible to make sure that this is actually happening and sure as shit, really young too, mm -hmm. like young, mm -hmm. um, sure as shit, pyelonephritis, um, heart rate, in fact, heart rate had elevated from the time that she walked in the door to the time that we were completing the testing, like up until like the 150s. Whoa temp was starting to elevate. We got urology on board. You know who? She has stones? Yeah. Yeah, she probably oh. she, Sounds like she had like infected stones. Yeah. So, so the long and short of it was that we were going to, I mean, lactic was through the roof. Woo! Long and short of it, that was we were going to provide boluses, fluid boluses, and try to hydrate and see if we could get things moving and try to get her heart rate down and try to get her under control. And that the urologist would be seeing her then in the morning. We would just treat her, keep her comfortable, you know, start the start the treatment for that specific issue. However, the big D. <laughs> However, son of a bitch. He likes the Delala. <laughs> no, but if we weren't but if we weren't able to control, you know, get, we get don't her like heart rate down, then the urologist was going to come in that same night and take care of her because that's how serious it was. Now that's and I mean, you know, since, since you brought up kidney stones, that's kind of along that line there that, however, like we get somebody that came in and they're like, oh, I, uh, scraped my arm. I need to look at it make sure like, I don't need stitches or something like that. Our providers can like basically go out, look at them and say, no, you fucking idiot. Like, go home. You suck. Go, you go home. You're wasting our, you're wasting our time. Why are you here? This is like, this isn't even ready med worth. Right. You know, worthy. It's not even, you know, just no, but we're not to the point where we can just like do drive by and kick them out kind of thing. No, but I can tell you from a physician's perspective who does admissions that I can tell you for sure that I'm seeing things get overlooked that shouldn't be overlooked because everybody's because everyone's on focusing on the whole coronavirus. Yeah. So I'm getting patients that are called to me. So like, I don't know how much you know about hospital admissions, but they're supposed to get an appropriate initial workup in an ER before they call me to ask me to admit a patient. But that frequently doesn't happen, especially now. So what I'm seeing is I'm getting calls on patients who they're saying, oh, it's this, 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 and this. But they're so focused on the workup for coronavirus that they're missing things that they otherwise wouldn't have missed. So they're doing all of these different tests that we don't typically do. And then they're calling me and they're saying, oh, I've got this patient. It's a suspected coronavirus. When I get the patient to the floor, it's like, no fucking question. It's a congestive heart failure. Like, that's the kind of stuff I'm seeing. Yeah, it's like they're missing it. It's like, 
just cause this is happening now doesn't mean that this other stuff has suddenly stopped happening. So from a hospitalist physician standpoint, I'm seeing a lot of that. I still need to look at the big picture. I can't just assume that, oh, son of a bitch, it's the coronavirus. It's the, they got the Rona. You know, I can't do that. I, you know, I've got to, I've got to keep, I've got to do what I do. And that's look at the big picture. And ER doctors, well, I mean, really, if you think about it, their job is to make sure you're not dead. Yeah. Make sure you're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, they call it a win. But that's not what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. That, that reminds me of a joke I heard. Oh, God. Uh, how, do you, how do you know the difference between a doctor that got A's and D's in medical school? You don't. You one call works, them both doctor. One works for the government, the other works in private sector. <laughs> That's so fucking true. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I feel like I have quite a few doctors that I work with <laughs> that are in the private sector that probably shouldn't be. But I think everybody feels that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You always have that few doctors you're like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, how did somebody take a test for you? Yeah, you're like, just, <laughs> just shut your, just, just shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. Your, your stupid is showing. Shut up. <coughs> just shut up. Yeah. <coughs> As in Sorry. just DT. Just DT. It's okay. JTT. That motherfucker that motherfucker it's because so, his corona is showing <laughs> so now a question i've had a lot of people ask me um since i got placed under their quarantine and honestly i don't even see the news talking about so i have my symptoms going on uh -huh. a week now starting to feel better when is it safe to go back out and into the general public <sighs> after having symptoms they're like oh if you have a cough quarantine for 14 days well, if my wife starts showing symptoms, do I restart that 14 days? Or you've already, I, been, infe hey, you've already been infected. Hey, good luck. Yeah, but you can be reinfected. <laughs> you can be reinfected. Or, uh, but you can still shed contagious. virus. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Is like, how contagious is Very. it after my symptoms how are long? to go back out? 14 days. Like, so if you, if you are in contact, okay, so let's say, let's say she starts showing symptoms after you've been in it seven days. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know that's even been touched on. Does that tack another 14 days on I don't top think of your so. seven? Or does that just so. I you think just you're still within your... your 14. Because then she'll have her days. But he could still get reinfected. Right. Because this or, virus does reinfect. But the difference is, I, I would assume, would be that because you've already been infected by it, assuming it hasn't mutated already that quickly. But, mm. but ch chances are, though, if you were infected at similar times, that you would be through it at similar times. Cause it, some, most people are taking, well, it can be anywhere from two to seven days before you show symptoms or yeah. two to 14 days even. Yeah. Some people don't ever show symptoms. Well, I'd imagine it would be like, um, like other infections or like the whole, you know, the, the, the concept with immunizations that your body recognizes the, the virus, your body recognizes what, what it is. And now you'll see the symptoms not the symptoms aren't as bad the second time. Actually, that's not true in this case. That's what I'm kind of wondering. Yeah, like, that's not that's not so far different. what's been shown. It's been different, but it's not different. It's pretty typical to what you'd expect from certain viral diseases. I mean, you just because you had a cold once doesn't mean the next time you get a cold, it's not as bad. True, because the this is a coronavirus, and so is the cold. Yeah, so, so it's, I wonder. It's not necessarily. Okay, so I guess the answer to your question is nobody fucking knows. No. So like if okay. I yeah, if I if I if I look at see the problem 
this is hard because we're not, I'm not an outpatient doc. So like, I don't deal with this kind of stuff. Like for me, like if I'm getting you, you're on the vent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm getting you, you're sick as fuck and you probably aren't talking. So I'm not all that concerned with who you just were like hanging out with right before. So I, it's hard for me to answer that. But if I had to guess, and this would be a guess, I would say that once you're outside your 14, you're outside your 14. But if you you can be reinfected, that I do know. So that leads me to believe that you probably should re-quarantine. Yeah, I was going to say, like, and for the 14 days. Yeah. So what are the numbers on reinfection? I don't know. I don't, it's so, it's too early. I mean, this whole thing only just started in November. It's only been a few months. I know. They've got to have some numbers on reinfection. They don't. Then how the There's not enough information. So I, if I was, if I was a vet. We'll find out if we're all going to die again. I'd say you need at least 18 (laughs) months before we have good information. And I'm going to tell you right now, unless we do all of the things that all of us medical people are telling you to do, like stay at home and, you know, flatten the curve, all of those things, unless we do that for, could be going on 18 months, this could come raging back. Yeah. Well, and I've been understanding because I've been talking to obviously working where I'm at and that the doctors that I've spoken to, I'm like, this is, it's here to stay. It's never going away. Yeah. This isn't going to be like a, well, I mean, I don't know if it's here to stay kind of thing, but it's not necessarily something that I mean, we need to control it. That's that's the important thing. It's well, control. Meaning, meaning like it's it's not it's not necessarily going to be going around, you know, like 24-7, 365, but maybe it'll be like another seasonal thing, or maybe it'll be like hopefully not, because so far we haven't noticed any like real mutations. And we've we've run the genome. Mm-hmm. So I mean I would guess that once they can vaccinate, they can vaccinate. This isn't you got to remember, this isn't influenza. No. It doesn't mutate like influenza. <laughs> it is, no, we won't. That won't no. happen because, no, because flu, flu is different. Flu is a, is a virus that mutates bad yep. versus this one, which is more related to like a SARS or a MERS. Yeah. So it's not the same. It's a coronavirus. Yes, but it's a beta coronavirus. So it's different. So this is one of those viruses that likely we'll be able to get a vaccine for that should be effective. Yeah. But vaccines are only for the government to control you. Oh, shut <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to say, shut <laughs> the fuck up right now. Wait, wait, wait. I might, if, I, if you were right here, I would totally punch you in the throat right now. <laughs> I, I would totally punch be you. okay with it because that's I like, yeah, I, I, I had to just drop that one. You got a whole yeah, because you knew I'd want to throw punch you. <laughs> you got you got a whole lot so of Bill, how, Bill and Melinda Gates conspiracy theorists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of that, let's bring up these conspiracy theorists oh, because son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have to hear it every day. Yep. And <clears throat> what is the biggest myth or not myth? What's the way to say? What's like the biggest problem you guys are having to deal with with the internet keyboard warriors and Susan and her lavender essential oils (laughs) (laughs) all i gotta say is i'll i bet you'll take the i'll bet you take the vaccine when it comes out that's all i gotta say but goddamn not the hold on let me just pull out my let me just pull out my essential oils and rub it right here under your ear and you won't get the corona i'm gonna inject myself with peppermint (laughs) (laughs) peppermint (laughs) shots don't count 
I, I gotta tell you, I think the whole the whole crazy people have been like backed off quite a bit. See, Sorry. I, Mini see, Pinkie I'm Pie just brought more. some out here. Yeah. I, I'm seeing it more on like Facebook and stuff now that it, now it's going the political conspiracy theories. I, I've yeah. muted like thirty people in the last probably twenty four hours because I'm just like, your level of stupidity scares me. Yeah, like I saw one online that was cracking my shit up where they were talking about how they thought this was like something to do with 5G. Did you yes. see that one? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I was I, like, Facebook yeah. took it down, but I actually showed that I can make that same exact video using Audacity uh, uh, editing my podcast. Yep. I just yep. replaced all the, the audio Somebody. behind it. Okay, explain it, it to Fiona because she doesn't understand. I explain it to her what I, the 5G thing is. I haven't seen it. So it's that the 5G, it, it, coronavirus is made up to cover the deaths related to 5G because as they're turning on 5G, the micro millowaves or something is poisoning and killing everybody and they're falling oh, over oh, dead I, doing silly salmon. And the, oh no, and they like, they put a lot of work into this video like, I did hear that, but I didn't hear the the coronavirus like on top of yeah, it. No, yeah, no, that's because they supposedly turned five G on first in the city in China. That was <laughs> yeah. The Wu Tang Clan is gonna get fucking five G <laughs> before everybody else, right? Oh, I can't wait to get my Corona five G. Fucking god, I've been dying for it. I, you know what? I I still have one of the right, videos. I will send it to you. There you go. Hell yeah. I did hear that one, and that one made me giggle, and I may have peed my pants a little. <laughs> I think I, I might... It took me seriously about four times of watching it to be able to get through the whole thing. It's just... I, I, think, I, might, um, I think I might start fashioning uh, tinfoil hats and passing them out. That, I actually posted on my Facebook uh-huh. yesterday. I was like, some of y'all better really hope they don't have a run on tinfoil, because Y'all are gonna be fucked with no hats. Yeah, I mean, do you you gotta think about this? You just really think about this. Those people reproduce, and they okay. Vote. Do you know how fu- I know? Do you know how fucking scary that is? That's what we were talking about last night. I was talking to I was talking to uh, Doctor. They're making Dr. decisions about this last night. Yeah, that that you know people that the, these people like these specific people. However, the fuck like mom and dad like manage to procreate to create you because i know it doesn't take you know any brain power to to figure out how to smash but uh <laughs> I, said smash. I said smash you referred to it as smash <laughs> how millennial of you i'm so kind of proud of you right now i just kind of want to just give you a hug and tell you like, good job i'm feeling yeah, younger at the moment hi <laughs> but like smash. but like it's like these specific people it's like did their dad like you know blow his wad in the fucking garbage can it like decided to like wanted to live crawled up out of there like found mom stick it's like you know in the oblong like, hole there like, and like wiggle up mom's thigh and find like some misshapen fucking egg <laughs> to, to, to fucking you know like infiltrate okay. and then like, you, you know, keep talking i gotta pee or i'm gonna pee my pants after all this fucking, you know i'll be right back this fucking special race of like morons <laughs> no the this and the, you know the scary thing is is like when they had this whole Russian election interference, I'm like, people really are not stupid enough to vote off of Facebook. No, no, they are. Oh, they, they really are. are. Like, oh, they are. I ain't worried about voter ID laws. Let's get some voter IQ laws. <laughs> throw your name on the top of the sheet. We'll start with that. It almost and, sounds like <laughs> you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to breed unless you have a uh, an IQ unless you have a cumulative IQ. <laughs> 
of of at least 150. And you know what's funny is it's always the people that are either unemployed or have like the most meaningless jobs that have deep government inside connections. Oh, I mean, they got so much time on their hands. You work at Sonic. The CIA is not (laughs) leaking documents to you. Wait, you work at... Wait, you you work at the house of uh, uh no, no, you work at the house of no job, never gonna have a job. Somehow you're getting a tax return. I don't know how the fuck that happens. I don't know how the how in the fuck do you get do you have the right to get any income tax back when you don't pay income taxes? Because you you just find somebody dumb enough to breed with you, and you have like six seven kids. You know, every two three years when they get took away, you just restart again. Oh, that's terrible. That's kind of how I got my kids though. <laughs> Well, I yeah. adopted my kids. My kids were foster children. They were taken away like six times. Not not from me. From, 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 <laughs> I, I adopted them. From terrible mothers. And sorry, we're like digging into the chocolate right now because we need it. Yeah. No, you're good. It's God, it has to be what, like three something in the morning over there? 226. This chocolate and chocolate and rubeus. Chocolate and chocolate. <laughs> well, and hey, rice. thank you all so much for yep. coming on and joining me. And um, we will make sure we get links to your podcast up on our show notes for our listeners. Yeah. And I, uh, if anything y'all want to sign off with, uh, go ahead and let, let our listeners know. Hey, man, if you're going to be quarantined, you might as well listen to our shit because it's fucking epic. There you go. <laughs> you want to get us? Go to our website, drnursefshow.com, D-R-N-U-R-S-E-F show s-h-o-w dot com it's not d-o-c-t oh uh, whatever don't even go there it's d-r dr d-r <laughs> d-r nurse <laughs> show.com. we're on facebook dr nurse f show we are on instagram yep dr nurse f show podcast podcast yep we're on twitter like we don't manage these all like the greatest we're trying our fucking damnedest but we we're need fucking, more we yeah. need more engagement so that like y'all can just bounce off each other and then we can just join in the fun. That's what I want. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, we got well, you want you a fucking board being mm-hmm. quarantined? We will entertain the fuck out of you. We'll try anyway. Oh no, it's totally entertaining. Yeah, oh yeah. no, no. I, I, I will back you up hundred percent on that. Between you guys and uh Terry over there at Drunk Medical Stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kinda re- wish I would have went into the medical field. But mm-hmm. then I'm like, no, because I don't think I could do what they do without saying what they say on the podcast. <laughs> We've already discussed this. We need to have a purge, not a 24-hour purge, but like a 20, uh, like a 24-day purge. Yeah, but we need a fucking bomb shelter first so we can hide. <laughs> you know what a purge is, right? Yes. Okay. Did I tell you what what Skittles did today? No, I'll tell you later. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and for anybody that doesn't know what a purge is, most people should. But if you don't. You can say whatever the motherfuck you want to say mm-hmm. to these fucking, you know, dumb asses, these crotch fruits Get out of there. that come in and, and treat you like dog shit. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. And I they, can't, anyway. they can't be Karen-y. Oh, working in retail right now. Oh, my God. Wait. So I had this lady come up. This is here. Actually, I will. Actually, I'll share it with our listeners. Why not? Um, so <laughs> I had this. Old, she was. 50 late 50s early 60s and this is about four or five days into everybody hoarding everything they can get their hands on mm-hmm. and she comes up and like pulls on my shirt I'm like yes ma'am she's like sir I just came from the pasta aisle 
And I want you to know that those shelves are looking pretty empty. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and? yeah, man, we're, we're trying to stock in the second tier. No, I think you just need to go in the back and tell those boys to quit being so lazy. Oh, I oh my God. I, I literally just had a walk off. Like, I'm like, I, I have no answer that I keep my job. It's like, how do you write? <laughs> Come on, glued. Just, just like lose your ever loving shit. Like, do you know what the fuck is going on right now, you dumb Karen fuck? <laughs> I, I don't even. Like, why don't you go stock the shelves, asshole? Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, just, and some of this, I mean, the, the stuff you see is just, I, I, I can only imagine what you guys see on your end because we see it before they say, hold my beer. You oh, yeah. after well, they say it. In yeah. reality, some, in, in a situation like that, if that were the, if I were you, I probably would have been like, well, it is what it is, man. It's going to get stocked when it gets stocked. Come back later and try again. Yeah. <laughs> or don't. Yeah, well, they're sitting there saying, like, all drunk as fuck, and they're like, can I touch your booby? Yeah. You got a nice rack. You got nice tits. Can I touch them? Like, well, you, well, you, don't, you don't have nice teeth, though. <laughs> Damn it. That's why I went wrong my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks so much for joining me, guys. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Oh, yeah, we did. We always do. Oh, hell yeah. 